Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. And today we're going to go digging for treasure in Romans chapter 1. Welcome to the program, Pastor James. Well, thank you, uh, Sister Dorothy. I'm glad to be on the program. I'm glad to be here in the land of the living. And I'm glad I'm on doing the right things for God instead of the wrong things like I used to. Oh, yes, we're going to look for uh, secrets that are hidden in the book of Romans. See, a lot of times people look at the Bible, and they don't realize that God hides things. And then he gives us a rule on how to understand it. The Bible always, always interprets itself. It also, it needs no private interpretation. And it usually has to have maybe two to three or even more different precepts. And you put those precepts together to get an understanding of what the Bible is saying or what the message is. That's why, you know, as we look at these scriptures, like the book of Romans today, I'm going to show you that some of the words that we accept as one thing, but it actually means something different. With Hebrew words, it could be 10 different words at the exact same time but you have to put them in the right context to get the understanding. To give you uh, uh, a sample is like Jesus said there was a a man, he went out to sow seed. And when you read it, well, you're thinking, well, his seed, it would be, uh, you know, like an apple seed or a pear tree seed or something like that. But when Jesus explains it, he said it actually means the word that the man is the son of God and he goes out and sows the word. And the word is what makes us free. A lot of times we miss God because we're not doing what God says to study, to show yourself approved that a workman that need not be ashamed, but rightly divide the word of truth. There's many truths out here. And the more you start to study, the more you'll understand those truths are only backed up with other truths. But you can have some truth and some lie, and it still make it a lie. So we want to live by truth. And that's why one of the things that Paul wrote about in the book of Ephesians is that we should put on the whole armor of God. And the first thing he said is having our learns girded about with truth. Truth is so important. And the Hebrew word for truth is called met. Emet, Emet, and that means truth. And Jesus said, I am the Emet, or he said, I am the truth. So as you learn of him and seek him out with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then you will come to his face. And the face is another way of understanding. And once you understand the rules of how to interpret the Bible, that it interprets itself, then you'll start to be able to live freer. And you got to remember, every time you pass a test, there's another test. And what we say, another level, another devil. Each time you pass a level, you got another devil to fight. The war is never over until you go home. But the war is really just for one reason, one reason only, to show us our weaknesses. And as we see our weaknesses, then we're supposed to to uh, change those weaknesses to be strength. That's why he said, let the weak say that I'm strong. 
And the more you start to live in the word and live by your wholehearted belief in God that his word works, then you'll start to mature and the devil will start backing down from you. How do I know? Because the Bible says, if I submit myself unto God, resist the devil, he would flee from me. And that's what we need. We need the devil to be fleeing for us. When we walk into a place, the devil should be on notice that we are the children of the most high God. And we have understanding that uh, because greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world, that the devil is under our feet and he should be fleeing from us. Now, you got to remember, every kingdom, and the same thing with the spiritual kingdom, has some uh, spirits that what we call stubborn spirits. That means they want to fight you tooth and nail. They're not going to quit. They're looking for you to back down. And as long as you keep making up in your mind, I refuse to back down. I refuse to be whooped. The word says this. The word says that. Quoting the word, having an understanding of the word, and how God's kingdom operates. And it operates by prophecy. Everything is operated by prophecy. Before anything done, God has a plan in his mind. Then he'll speak that, and then that's when it happens. We have another way of saying it in, uh, as we learn things, that God does it by frequency, noise, and vibration. Frequency, noise, and vibration. He said, let there be light. There was first the plan, then the frequency that came out of God's mind, and then uh, the thing was done. That's why we have to look. Seek this. Seek God with all your heart. Seek God in his ways. Don't lean to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all Acknowledge him in all the things that you do, and he will direct your path. Today, we're going to be studying the book of Romans, Romans, because there's a lot of stuff that's hitting there just within the first few verses. And as you learn these things, you'll learn other things about the Bible, and you can change your life. You know, one thing in the book of Acts, not Acts, but uh, Romans, the 12th chapter, where it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing or the changing of your mind. Don't be like the world. Don't think like this world, but think on another elevation, which is power and love and a sound mind in the Holy Spirit. So let's go to chapter 1 1 in Romans, the first chapter and the first verse. Romans, the first chapter and the first verse. And it starts off in this wise Paul a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Now, first of all, we need to go back and look at what this thing is talking about. When it says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, why does it not say Christ Jesus? The reason is, when you talk about the things of this earth going up, you always use Christ Jesus first. When you're talking about things coming down from heaven down to the earth, it is called uh, Christ Jesus. So in other words, Jesus Christ means from the, from the earth up, from Christ Jesus means from the heaven coming down. Then it's, it's called to be an apostle. What is an apostle? He is one that is uh, uh, sent one, or he's been separated 
to do a certain job. And he has to be one who has seen the risen Christ. There's a lot of people claiming to be an apostle. But apostle, as I said, he has to see the risen Christ, and he has to be called and sent to a specific thing to do. Like uh, there's an apostle of faith, like Smith Wigglesworth. There was an apostle of uh, prophecy, and that, was, and that didn't make him a, a, a prophet, but he was an apostle. And he was able to uh, prophesy things that's going to happen before it does. And one of the things is, now this is back in the early 1900s, he uh, specified that in the later years, that cars would be made like eggs, and they'll be able to drive themselves. And because of that, they called him a heretic. They said, he, there's no way that's going to happen. But as you know, we got Volkswagens. They look like Asians. Make most of all these cars nowadays uh, is made by these different factories. They look like eggs. And now we got it to where they can drive on themselves and you don't have to do nothing but sit there. All right. But let's look at, let's finish up with this thing here. And it says, separate it into the gospel of God. Well, first of all, we got to know what gospel is and we have to know what God is. The word gospel means the good news. But it also means, I tell you, with Hebrews, it could be more than one thing. It also means prophecy. It means prophecy. And then it says, of God. Well, who's God? The Bible always interprets itself. And that is uh, St. John, the first chapter and the first verse. It says, in the beginning uh, was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So who is God? The word. So let's look at this again now. It says, a servant from the, uh, from the earth up to Christ, up in the heaven, called to be an apostle, set a uh, separated one unto the gospel. What is the gospel? Prophecy of God or the word, prophecy of the word. Now, as I told you, the Bible interprets itself. So now look at the next verse. See, I'm not just trying to teach you scriptures. I'm teaching you how to understand the Bible. That's why people are so confused. And they, they want to uh, lean to their own understanding to explain the Bible. You can't do that. The Bible is a supernatural signs and wonders. And that's what we're here. We look at the word, what it says, the prophecy as it says, and we wonder. And then we see the miracles. It says, when he had promised aforetime by his prophets, if you notice, there's a prince around there on the King James Version before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. That's what is the gospel, prophecy of the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now let's look at those things there. Uh, when it says concerning the son of Jesus Christ that he was made of the seed of David. In other words, he had to have a legal right to be here. And the only way he could have a legal right is he had to be born the same way other men are born or women are born. That is through a woman. And that he had to have a seed, which uh, since the woman had to be brought of a, of a seed, that made him part of the seed. 
and they gave him uh, of David. And David means the beloved. And then it says the next one, declaring to be the son of God with power. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people claim to be Christians. A lot of people claim to be saved. And I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I want you to be, really be saved. You cannot be saved. You cannot really be saved until after you have power. That's why when Jesus told the disciples, he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait there until you'll be endued with power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. A lot of people say, well, if I got baptized in the water, I got the Holy Ghost. Maybe, maybe not. Because nobody knows how the Holy Spirit operates. It's like the wind. Can you tell which way it came from or what direction it's going? Were you there where it started? Are you there where it ends? No, nobody knows. But you can tell by their roots, by the way they think, the way they act. You can tell who's a Christian and who's not. All right? Then it says, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. What is holiness? Holiness is to live a holy life. As the Bible says, be holy as I'm holy and be perfect as I am perfect. Set apart to do those things that's right. And it says in the fifth verse, by whom you have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. And the word name means authority. So in other words, God has set us apart to do what's right, to show other nations uh, by doing what is what we consider holiness and set off to the side and understand the prophecy, which was that the Messiah would be resurrected from the dead. And what did Jesus do? He was crucified, died, buried, and on the third day, he rose with the resurrection power. And that was the power that's been given to us through the Holy Spirit, so that we would live right and do those things that's right, and then go back into the prophecies, which it tells us that, uh, I think it's um, uh, Malachi, not Malachi, but, uh, I'm sorry, yes, my other phone is ringing. But uh, it, it, it shows that we have the power According to the scriptures, it says uh, we're supposed to do judge, just uh, do what's right. In other words, judge correctly, love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God, or humbly with the Word of God. And the more you do that, the stronger you will become. All right. Then it says, uh, among whom you also called of Jesus Christ. That's the sixth verse. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be a saint, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, first, the very first thing, the beginning, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, and your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve, with my spirit in the gospel. Well, another word for spirit is understanding. And in the gospel, uh, which I've already told you, understanding about the prophecy of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention you always in my prayer. All right. So as I say, I told you a little bit just now about how to understand these things. 
But the main thing is right now is that the main thing right now that you have to understand that God has a plan, and the plan is for us to understand his word. And to understand his word means to walk in humbleness, the wanting to learn what the word says. All right. If there's anybody got any questions out there, you can call in right now. I'll give a little small break before we get into great details of this. So are you there, Dorothy? Yes, I'm here. The call-in number is 646-595-4784. And if you want to ask Pastor James a question, just push the number one. Amen. I don't know how my phone's got it steady on. I need people to try and call me today. Uh, you know what's going on. The devil don't want the word to go forth. So that's why we have to Sometimes I have to kind of fight through. I'm trying to turn this thing off now. But it's, you know, I'm, even though I own the phone, I'm still not that uh, phone savvy. All right. Do you, do you have any questions so far, Dorothy? Uh, no, I don't. But I would like to make one comment as as we speak about the Hebrew words having different meanings. It just... Um, uh-huh. It doesn't mean that any single one of them is incorrect. It just adds to the depthness of what's being addressed in Scripture. That's what makes that's what makes the word pregnant because it seems to keep growing. But yep, <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible. Well, I think it's uh, Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises just continuously be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast, her boast in the Lord. So I just show you just what you were saying. The word is pregnant. <laughs> and it can bring forth, the, it's the same wound, but it's bringing forth different things. And that's why it says, her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad and uh, magnify the Lord with me. And so that's what we're all about trying to be conformed to the image of his dear son. And that's why I give all these hints about how to get deeper in the Lord. I had a man call me up recently. He said, how do I get a closer walk with the Lord? And it's just like anything else. You want to be friends with somebody, you spend time with them. You want to be closer to the Lord, you spend time with his word. His word is him, which is his son. And the three are one. I know it's kind of hard to accept that sometimes for people, but as I say, the more you get into the spirit, the more your understanding increase, the more you'll start to learn. Oh, this is what that means. Oh, this is how I learned to be with God. Oh, the fellowship. Because the more you get there, you'll there's other things that happen. I had a friend of mine call me on the radio today. He was talking about he believed the presence of the Lord was with him in his truck as he's driving. And the reason he said that, he smelled frankincense and myrrh in there. You know, the Bible says that he was covered with frankincense and myrrh at his burial. It also says that he's the rose of Sharon. When the Lord came to visit me, I didn't see a body, but I heard a voice. And I smelled rose of Sharon. And how do I know it was the rose of Sharon? It was a spiritual thing because it wasn't overpowering but it was not weak smelling either. 
So that's how I knew, plus hearing his voice, it made another thing, that he had came to visit me. All right, let's continue on to read then. It says that uh, the 10th verse, it says, Making requests, if by any means at night, any length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart some spiritual gifts to the end you may be established. Now, if you notice that, he said he wanted to be around people so that he can give them spiritual gifts, which you'll locate that in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. And if that person gives you the gift, remember, you don't control the gift. The gift controls you. The Holy Spirit is the one who operates the gift. But he'll operate different things to you according to his will. And then, you know, a lot of times that, that you don't have anything from God, and this is just to be the truth, most people don't want to spend time with God. They say they do, but it's not true. Most of them like to spend time with religion, which means if I'm in church for an hour or two hours, that's enough. I ain't got to do more than that. But I've been in some places where we started praise and worship at 12, and by the time we got out, it was 11 o'clock that night. I remember the old Pentecostal churches and stuff. They used to keep on going. They would go from one preacher to the next, and they would not stop the service to go home. If people wanted to eat, they go home and come back. But I'm busy today. I don't have time. But listen, if you're too busy to spend time with the Lord, you're too busy, and you need to change something. Because if you wanted to go on a trip, you'd make time. If you wanted to go out and go somewhere, you'd make time. So that's the same thing. We need to make more time for the Lord and the Holy Spirit so he'll make more time for us. And he revealed things. All right. The uh, 12th verse. That is, that my comfort, uh, comfort together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Faith is the a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith means uh, truly trust in what God says, what his word says, you believe it, no matter what. If I pray and it doesn't come to pass, I still believe it's going to come to pass. If I pray and I didn't see any change in the person I'm praying for, I still believe because God's word cannot lie and it will not come back. Boy, it will prosper what it says it's going to do. So then let's look at that again. Now, I would not have you, the 13th verse, now I would not have you ignorant, brother, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you, but was later, let hitherto, or hindered, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. A Gentile means a person who has not a covenant with God. And we did not have a covenant with God. We were not born Jewish. But because uh, of grace that led us in, we received the blessings because of that. And he tries to teach us how to walk with the purpose that God has given us. That's why Paul says, I'm a debtor to both the Greek and the barbarian, to the smart and the unsmart, both to the wise and the unwise. So as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel unto you that are at Rome. What did I tell you the gospel means? It means prophecy. He read, read the prophecy all the way back from Genesis all the way forward to let us know 
the word of God is truth. Jesus was the part of that prophecy. He has proven it, and he has came forth, and the proof has been made known now that it was Jesus Christ, him himself, was the answer to the prophecy or the gospel or the good news. For then it says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You notice it didn't say Jesus. It says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel or the prophecy of Christ. In other words, before Jesus hit the scene, he was called Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And that's in King James, it said believeth. That's a T-H, which means to continue. Don't believe just for a second and stop believing. You've got to continue to believe. And it says to the Jewish first and also to the Greek. Therefore, is the righteousness, and what does righteousness mean? To do what's right. The righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, that's in Romans. But in Habakkuk, it's the just shall live by his faith. That's two and four. So as I'm trying to tell you, the Bible interprets itself. It takes time to study. You can't be in a, 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 a mindset well, this, if, this is what I believe. That's what it is. No, the Bible has to interpret itself, and you have to let the word go forth to give you what you need to know. So then it says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodly all and unrighteous of men who hold or hold back the truth in unrighteousness. You know, where Jesus taught to him, he said, you have the keys to enter in. You don't enter in, and you go out and make some people twofold the devil than you are. So there must be something you've got to do. There's something you've got to find. There's something that has to be added to your life to get you from the natural world to the spiritual realm. All right? It says, because that which was being known unto God, of God, is manifested in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood, namely having knowledge in the spirit, having knowledge by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that we are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. In other words, they didn't keep the word. They knew what the word says. But they want to do it the way they want to do it. They want to believe it the way they want to believe it. They want to understand it the way they understand it, instead of letting the Bible interprets itself. Uh, and it says, and glorify him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain, useless in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. You know, the Bible says, uh, casting down all imagination and everything that exalt itself against the word of God. Well, see, you have to put this other part. It's not imagination. It's the useless imagination. The things that are carnal-minded instead of heavenly-minded. I heard somebody say, don't be so heavenly-minded that you're no earthly good. I'd rather be more heavenly-minded than earthly good. Because the word earthly means carnal, and that means I think what's going to be good for me. Ego. Me, 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 me. I want to be rich. I want a new house. I want a new car. I want, I want, I want. Instead of saying, I need to feed the poor. I need to help the ones who have little knowledge about God. For he said, the poor you have with you always.
but he wasn't talking about money. He was talking about poor in knowledge. For my people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. And the more you put understanding about the glory realms, the knowledge what God has given us to share with others that they may be one with us and that we'd be one with the Father and that's one with the Word. So this, as I say, the Bible really interprets itself. 22nd verse, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. In other words, religious. Changing the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made unto a corruptible man and to the birds and four-foot beasts and creepy things. In other words, if you notice, they have all these people who worship uh, other gods, they have idols. You have owls, you have uh, dragons, they got all these all these different religions. Their main thing is always worshiping a beast. Even God called the Antichrist the beast. It says in 24, wherefore God has given them to un uh, given them up to unclean thoughts, the lust of their own heart or mind, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who have changed the truth of God, which is the word, into a lie, and worship and serve the creator, uh, create the creature more than the creator. He who is blessed forever. In other words, when you talk about the creator, you should be blessing him. In the Judaism, when you uh, get ready to pray over your food, first thing they say is, blessed art thou, king of the universe. They recognize who he is, his position. He's in charge of everything. And then you start thanking him for what he gives you and everything. Blessed art thou who bringeth forth uh, grain from the earth. Blessed art thou who brings forth fruit from the vine. Blessed art thou who bringeth forth dainty things for us to eat. In other words, they give thanks. They give thanks. In other words, get yourself prepared to understand. You can, the one that we serve is the one who created everything. All right. Then it says, and then if you notice that word where it says, who is blessed forever, and then they say, amen. What does the word amen mean? It means truth. Truth. And that's what we have to look for. It's the truth. And so that word is called emet. It's spelled E-M-E-T. It says, for this cause, God gave them up to a vile affection, for even their women did change their natural use unto them which is against nature. In other words, the women become lesbians. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burning their lust one toward another, men with men. See, I tell you, the Bible always interprets itself. Working that which is unseemly and receiving in them the recompense or reward of their error, which they do, which was met. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, and what is it the Bible says, my people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobated mind to think good is evil and evil is good, to do the things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness. Then he even brings it into what they, fornication, those people that having sex, you know, and you're not married to that person. Wickedness, having anger, hatred toward people, and you don't even have a reason to. Covenants want to take whatever that somebody else has got. You got a new house, I got a new, have a new, a new car, I got to have a new car. Uh, malicious, full of envy, murder, 
debate or strife, deceit, malign, uh, malignant, and whispering. And here's another one that really gets a lot of Christians, backbiters, haters of God. And you know, well, I don't hate God. Yes, you do anything you don't want to do what God says, you don't like him. Despiteful, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covetousness, without natural affection, uh, that unpledgeable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do they do the same, but they have pleasure in them that, uh, as they do them. In other words, here they are. They, t- they know the truth. They know what they need to do. But yet and still, they'll do wrong anyway. And just say, well, God knows I'm only human. And then they'll preach from the pulpit, don't you do this. Don't you do that. Your conscience should be whooping you every time you do something wrong. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. He's not condemning you. He's telling you, change your evil ways. And that's what we need to do. If we love God, we'll love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. If we don't love God, we'll find the loopholes. That's what we look for, loopholes, so where I don't have to do what God says, but I can do what I want. I'm going to ask if there's anybody want to ask any questions right now. This is a good time to come forth. You there, Betty? I'm here. Daniel's not raising his hand. Why isn't he? There he goes. <laughs> Let's see. Your mic is open, Daniel. Well, can I just tell you, sister, um, I feel honored that you have learned my number and attached my name to it. <laughs> it must it must show you uh, some kind of place where all the uh, callers are um, connected with the call, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, it it lists all mm-hmm. the phone numbers. That's all I see is phone numbers. But if you oh, call well. often enough, I'm going to mm-hmm. associate the you know the number with a name. So yes. Well, once I heard my name, I knew I had that was that was the signal. <laughs> and I did. I I I actually. I was uh, listening intently. I feel uh, I don't know what it is, Pastor James. This uh, a real uh, focusing coming forth out of you tonight. Well, thank you. And I'm actually I'm really yeah I'm. I almost wasn't gonna uh, ask any questions because I didn't want to interrupt you with uh, how you were teaching here, or I guess the Holy Spirit was teaching, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, kind of focusing on uh, some mental health aspects this past week. And okay. Yeah. So, you know, out in the world, that's a big thing going on and, you know, positive affirmations and all this stuff. And so I've been trying to incorporate the word into it and not, you know, it always somehow leads back to yoga with people these days. I don't do none Mm. of that. So I've in my 
previous years, I've had a real body image problem. And so for me, you know, there's this thing is, is where they try and teach you to change your mental image and, you know, puff yourself up in pride and all that, which I don't want to do. And so I've been on a scripture, pretty much the only scripture which on the surface I could find was, um, what is it? Oh, Psalm 139, right? And in there it says, and it might say it somewhere else, but it says that my body is fearfully and wonderfully made. And so what with the, you know, that's what the Lord said. So if I don't feel like that is right, then I'm wrong, right? Uh So I just, I've been struggling with really believing that and then also, uh, Loving myself And you know Part Mm -hmm. of that negative self image That I have of myself Kind of I don't feel that I really Can love myself So long as I don't feel You know How Mm -hmm. I should be feeling You know if my body is Wonderfully and fearfully made I should be I should accept it Not that I need to be unhealthy or anything like that But I need to, you know, appreciate this body. How are, what other scriptures or how do I, what kind okay. of guidance would you say? I would go to uh, Psalms 19, where it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. In other words, you are fearfully and hum- uh, fearfully made because God made you. Everything is made out of God. There was nothing here. He could he even had to create the dirt. So everything is created by God. And everything on the earth, even praise God, even the rock. That's why Jesus said, if uh, they told those people to be quiet, he said, even the rocks would cry out. And the reason that we know this is true, as you know, I've been teaching about vibrations, frequencies, and noise. They found out, they start checking that even the rocks vibrate. Even before you sit down in a chair, it vibrates. We vibrate. Everything that God has is alive. It's vibrating. Because he made life. But he also made death. That's why it said, I made good and also made evil. So there would be a balance and we would have choices to make. Because other than that, we've been robots and no choices. But God gives us choice. And that way, this is part of uh, what we call life, that we have choices that we can make. We can either obey God and realize what he says is true, like I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And there's others that uh, refuse to believe those things, and they can't understand. Well, I'm still being blessed. Everything's going good. But at the end, you got to give an account. Now, I'd rather suffer a little bit here than to know eternity I will live in pleasure, that God is my God, and that the truth will go forth because the Bible says so, and that we'll rule and reign in righteousness. So as you study the word and you put more of the word in you, the stronger you will come. And like if you heard me earlier, I said you move from uh 
from one level to another level, and every level is another devil. And the other, those devils are there just to test you, to show you what your weakness is so that you can change it. It didn't say God would change it. It says for you to change things. And as you start to uh, start to understand you are the one that God created, not, don't have to look at anybody else. He created you for a purpose. And when you start reading things, it'll start coming a little bit more clear. It might take a month. It might take a year. It's according to how we move in the spirit or the atmosphere. Because Moses, it took him 80 years, 80 years to get ready to be, to be the leader. But see, there's others that like Jesus, he, he was out there in that wilderness for uh, 40 days and 40 nights, but he was 30 years old before his ministry started. Everybody has a time and a season. And it may be just one person and this is for all you Christians out there, listen up. It might be only one person you need to witness to, to, to fulfill what God has for you to do. But if you have not got yourself together, how are you going to witness to that person? How are you going to use the prophecies to bring forth the love, the joy, and peace, and hope that somebody who says, I'm going to kill myself. I have no reason to live. Don't realize you may have that, you might be that one person and I'll give you an example about that. There was this man, he gave a, a witness to a baseball player. And uh, he prophesied to him and told him what the Lord had for him. He had a choice, either to go ahead and continue to play baseball or enter into the ministry field. So he entered into the ministry field. His name was Billy Graham. So you never know. You never know. Did I answer your question there? Well... More or less. I also, okay. uh, I, I also uh, have been thinking, um, kind of goes back into into that place. I don't want to be in a position of disobedience. Um, I, I, I've been working on letting a lot of things go as far as past hurts that people have perpetrated against me. And how I handled a lot of things back then was making it worse <laughs> uh, before I <laughs> sought the Lord and gave things to the Lord. You know, what the world said, well, they did that. Go and go and do some drugs about it. Go and do a little drinking. And then, of course, it's fine to drive around, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that was not the answer. And I thank God for his mercy. It didn't – It. To this day, I can't say that I ever made anything better, but Jesus Christ and the Word of God has worked. But it still has been mm-hmm. a bit of a challenge on, on some some old hurts, which I feel are kind of, well, kind of things uh, causing me to feel this an, an inadequacy, inadequate in a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know. And then... Uh, here, you know, the the enemy has been uh, kind of talking to me through life's circumstances, and that, you know, um, other people um, whom I graduated with in my class out of high school, you know, they've they found a way. They either had money. They they've gone to colleges and all things, and some of them have 
you know, some of them have their masters and they seem to be succeeding in fields and making all this money and have nice spouses. Some have full on, you know, children and things. So I just trying to find scriptures to hold on to, to loose and to change those thoughts, you know, okay. and, and put against uh-huh. those thoughts. So I don't uh-huh. walk around feeling defeated. Oh, I hear you. Well, you're doing the right thing by searching the scriptures. I'm going to give you one. And if somebody else there needs this scripture, I'm going to give you right now. And that is Psalms 19. I just read one scripture, but you need to read the whole thing. Psalms 19. And let you understand God has purpose for you. And then God has a plan just for you. It's not for everybody. It's just for you. That's why I told a friend of mine last night, I said, because of the way you're living, your lifestyle, there's a lot of people going to hell that you were supposed to witness to. And once you die and you got to go before the judgment seat, and if they they went to hell, they're going to be pointing their fingers at you. And the Bible says, you know, that we will be held accountable for that. So that's why we need to learn the scriptures. We need to rightly divide the scriptures, understand the scriptures, and then look at what the Bible says, uh, what God says. And one of the things is, he says, it says uh, the 12th verse of 1219, I mean of 19, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. In other words, if God had a weakness, even his weakness would be stronger than what we are. So the main thing is, <laughs> our, our thing is I ain't never heard that before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So I'm sorry, go ahead. That's all right. I say, search the scriptures. Learn of me. That's what Jesus said. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. But the Bible interprets itself. When you go back into, uh, not Malachi, it's the other one that starts with the M, uh, you'll search six and eight, and you'll find out to walk humbly with our God, or work humbly with the word. Jesus was humble. A haughty spirit is leading to a fall. Pride will get you. But being humble, you're already on your knees. If you're humble, then you ain't got far to fall and an easier way to get back up. All right. Well, I thank you again, Daniel, because a lot of times people don't realize I need a little break when I'm reading. So All I right. see what the Lord is telling me, and then it gives me a new, new outlook to keep on going. And I thank God, just what you said, I am starting to focus in better. Because the Holy Spirit is doing it, not me. But I'm surrendering. And that's the mm. part that he wants us to do, to surrender. Uh, do you have any more questions before we get back to the scriptures? No. Um, the Psalm 19 ended up being the answer to both of them. And I'm honestly, I'm eager to get back to the teaching. So that's it. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Can I yeah. say something? Can I say yes, something ma'am. to Daniel? Yeah. I subscribe to a uh, Dawn Flores. I don't know if you've heard of her. It's uh, dawnflores.blog. And she puts out every day what she calls declarations and decrees. And she lists a whole mess of scripture and then turns them into decrees over our lives. You know, 
I don't know if that would be mm-hmm. a helpful roadmap for you. It helps me focus because, you know, it's so easy to get out of focus. So that's just one of the little mm. things I do to return my mind to where it needs to be in the word. So. Mm. Okay. I'll, that's you said Joan. Okay. Dawn, D-A-W-N-F-L-O-R-E-S. Yes, Dawn Flores. And she is uh, a bit prophetic, to put it mildly. So, yeah, her thing today was uh, God's fire is encircling the globe. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So one of the other things. that's just something I do, like I said, it, to, to refocus. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, uh, uh, keep our mind off of the things of the world, but transfer it to the things of, of good. And then it has affirmations in there with it. Think about whatever is good, and what is of a good report. Think upon these things. In other words, get our mind uh, on what God says is good, what God tells us to think about. And it will change our attitude. It will change our, 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 believe it or not, our health. And they say, like, it says a merry heart is good as a medicine. And what it's talking about, a good word. A good word can change things. I had a friend of mine. He was dying of heart trouble. And they didn't give him much to live. And he said he wanted to look at the three stooges. I know it has nothing to do with the Bible. But he left his he left his way back to health, and he's still preaching. So that's why I said, "Merry heart is good as medicine." Or God said, "Think on positive things and not on negative." All right, let's go back to uh, Romans, the uh, second chapter, starting with the first verse. Romans, the second chapter, starting with the first verse. Therefore, thou art unexcusable, old man, whosoever uh, are judges when thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judges does the same thing. In other words, don't be criticizing somebody else, because the only difference is God gave you grace and you didn't go that way. So we look at people that's wicked and and unruly and we pray for them. You know, like, oh Lord, don't, I ain't going to tell them to bless them, give them a lot more money. No, I pray for them to come to the truth, and that is to Jesus. It says, but we are sure that the judgment of God is according to the truth against them which commit such things. Thinkest thou this, O man, that thou judgest them which do such a thing and does the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God or despise, uh, you know where that, that scripture comes from? You see, the Bible always interprets itself. That scripture comes from Matthew, the seventh chapter, where it says, judge not, least you be judged. By the same thing that you judge, it will be judged back to you. But there's also in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, where it says, uh, those that are spiritual judges all things, and he himself are judged by no man. In other words, the word is alive in that person, man or woman. The word is alive, and they don't try to find loopholes to make things say, well, this is what I believe and this is no, the Bible always interprets itself. It don't need you to interpret it. That's in the book of Peter. So as you start to read and study, the more of the word will come to you that after a while 
you'd be like this man named Smith Wigglesworth. If he wasn't talking about the Bible every 15 minutes, he didn't want to talk to you. Got to get the word in you. You ain't got to look at all this bad news on the TV and everything else, but get into the, the prophecy that what God says, they're going to be a, a wedding and we're going to be at the wedding. <laughs> oh, that's a good part. All right, let's keep on reading here, though. It says, the fourth verse, it says, despite the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance. That's what that's what mercy, uh, grace means. It leads you to repent from what you're doing wrong. And God said, I ain't going to kill you. I'm trying to get you on the right road so that you may have life and life more abundantly. But after this hardness and infinite heart, treasured up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and the revelation prophecy of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. To them, uh, well, let me explain that where it said, and you notice how it's written there who will render to every man according to his deeds. In other words, the Bible says, you're going to, at the day of judgment, you're going to have to give an account for even every idle word you say. That's why if you, if you knew that, then you would start changing your conversation. I know people say, well, I can't help but curse all the time. Yes, you can. Especially if you see hellfire, I guarantee you can get rid of it. It says, to them who are patiently continuing in well doing, seeking for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. But unto them that are contentious, they do not obey the truth. That's Jesus, the word of God, but obeys unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Now, either you make up your mind. Do you want to, you want to be saved or you don't want to be saved? You want to be a part of this world or you want to be a part of the kingdom of God? Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man who does evil of the Jews first and, and of the Gentiles. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jews first and also to the Gentiles. And it says, for there is no respecter of person with God. If you notice, every time you ever see that word, that there is, God is no respecter of person, that is telling you, it's not saying, Oh, you're going to be blessed because God blessed this person. He's going to bless you the same way. No. It means that if you do wrong, God will correct you if you are his child. Because why would he let you go to hell when he can correct you? And that's what he tries to do. So when he says he's no respecter of we person. have a call. Okay. Um, area code 816. Your mic is open. Hello. Hey, Pastor James. Hello. It's Zach. How, How you, you doing? doing? All right. I'm doing great. Got a quick question I thought everybody might like to hear. Kind of okay. relates to some of this. Uh, how are we as Gentiles supposed to, um, are we supposed to follow the law? Are we going to be judged by the same laws that Jews are judged by? It's in the law of Moses. That is a very good question. And as I told you, the Bible always interprets itself. And in fact, about it, let's, let's look that answer up. 
Let the Bible interpret itself. Let's go to Acts, I think it's the 15th chapter. And uh, once we get over, I'll give you the, the exact verse. Because, see, the thing is, with Judaism, you've got to keep 613 laws every day. That's the law of Moses. Every day. But how many of us keep the law? <laughs> how many of us keep uh, those laws, 613 laws, every day? Because even the Jews, which they have what they call um, the Hasidic Jews, I mean, they're the, they're the ones that's really strict to the law, that even they, they, they'll tell you the best they can do is keep 32 of them. <laughs> so if the Bible says if you even miss one, then uh, you have broken them all. So I think it's Acts, the 15th chapter, and the 19th verse. Acts, the uh, 15th chapter, and the 19th verse. And it says, wherefore, my sentence, this is what happened was they had went to check about the law of Moses, were the Gentiles under the law of Moses or not. And if they are, then we need to make sure they keep everything. If not, then we need to know what they're they're under. And this is one of the things they came back. James was the uh, head of the church, not Peter. And he came back, and this is the answer he gave. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble them not, talking about us, which are among the Gentiles. Remember, I told you the Bible always turned, uh, interprets itself, are turned to God. But we write unto them that they're staying from, now this is the things that we're supposed to be under, that, uh, that they are staying from pollution of idols, from fornication, from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses of old time, in every city, they preach him being read in the synagogue every Sabbath day. Then pleased it the apostles and elders and the whole church to send chosen men to the uh, company to Antioch, which Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, Sermain, Barnabas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they give the, the letter what they said. So now let's look at that again. Well, let's keep on going and get the whole story. Then it says, that they wrote a letter unto them after this manner, the apostles and the elders and brothers being greetings to the brothers which are in the Gentiles in Antioch and Sarah and Sicily. For as much it has been heard that certain of these went out from us to trouble you with words, laws, degrees, subvert, subverting your soul, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law very clearly to whom we gave no such command. They're talking about the Gentiles. They're not, we're not under the law of Moses, but we're under the law of, of uh, that, to put it very mildly, read the scriptures, obey the Bible, and do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Don't steal from somebody you don't want nobody stealing from you. Don't lie to somebody because you don't want nobody lying to you. So in other words, that's, we got a higher law. We know what's right and what's wrong. And that's what we're supposed to do. Do those things that are right. Then it says, and it seems good to us, and being assemblies in one court, the 25th verse, to send chosen men unto you, which with our beloved brother Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their life for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, hey, they're going to prove that they're, they love God. They're going to put their life on the line. They've been under 
uh, been beaten and everything else. How many of you have ever been beaten? How many of you for the word of God? So I know a, a young man now that uh, he's, he's, he used to be a, a Hindu. And when he changed over to Christianity, his brothers beat him up and put him in the hospital. See, a lot of times we don't want to go through nothing. We just want to tiptoe through the uh, tulips and wear uh, rose-colored glasses and make it easy. But no, we got to go through something if we're going to really serve Christ. Or it says 27, we are sent therefore unto Judas and Silas, who uh, will tell you all the same by mouth. Or it seems good unto the Holy Ghost. Now, look at that, what it says. It seems good unto the Holy Ghost and to us to lay up for you no greater burden than these necessary things. Now, this is the Holy Ghost. It ain't, it ain't James saying it. It ain't just the, the church saying it. It says the Holy Ghost that you abstain from meat offered to idols. Now, what does that mean? You know these people are uh, different faith. And they're playing. They're praying over their food in the name of their God. Now we don't eat that. I mean, I have to hurt my friend's faith or whatever, but we don't eat the meat that is prayed over for somebody else's God, their idols and stuff. And from blood, well, what does it mean from blood? They, you, there's certain tribes everywhere. They believe if you drink blood, animal blood, human blood. It gives you power. Well, the Bible made it very clear we are not supposed to drink human or animal blood. Then it says, from things strangled. In other words, uh, you come along, you know, like we see about the belly hillbilly, down about roadkill, or it strangled itself and died. No, we don't eat those things. Our job is to eat that God has given us food and he's given us things to eat and he gives us things that, that is good for us and not bad for us. You don't know what happened with that thing. Strength was that or strangled or that killed on the road and from fornication. Well, what is fornication? Sex outside of marriage, but I'm not married. Well, that, then keep your private to yourself, both men and women from which, if you keep yourself, if you keep yourself, you shall do well. In other words, if you obey these things, you'll do all right. Farewell to you. And so they were dismissed and came to Antioch and went and gathered into the multitude together to deliver this epistle or this letter. So in other words, there's the answer. We're under four laws. And the other, the other laws are, you know, are... The things that whatever you would, whatever is right, whatever is pure, what is of a good report, those things you do. Did I answer your question, sir? Sure did. All right. Hope to see you at church soon. Yeah, I'll see you later. Okay. Have a blessed day. Okay. You too. Bye. I had a, uh, a Dorothy. Yes. Yeah, I had a man come to my church, and he told me that we we're violating uh, God's law by eating pork. <laughs> and if you notice, it didn't say anything about eating pork in there, in those four things. But he, that's what he's saying that uh, that we're not supposed to eat pork. And this other preacher, his name is uh, 
uh, what is his name? Derek Prince, not that other guy. This is Derek Prince. He said one time he was doing a deliverance, casting out a demon, and the name of that demon was No Pork, No Bacon. No Pork, No Bacon. <laughs> That's, That's cute. Because, That's cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he can keep people confused. You know, there's other spirits that it, it try to keep people from getting married. It's, oh, no, you don't need to be married. Y'all have to do just live together. And live like you're married. No, that is not what the word says. Oh, boy. But, yeah, I tell you, things that people try to find legal loopholes, that's what it is. Trying to find legal loopholes, and that's why they get all messed up. Oh, we have anybody else with a answer, a question? Before we go back to Romans. I don't see any other hands up. There are other people in the queue, but they're not raising their hands. So. And I think it puts down your hand. If you hit one again, I think that puts down your hand. I think. Someone try Mm -hmm. that. Let me know. All right. Oh, someone just raised their hand. All right. Let's see. I got that one. Area code 803. Do you have a question? Yeah. Yes. Uh, sure. This is Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, okay, so I had a question in regards to this. Um, and so I want to know if it is okay to eat Chinese food because they will they will like dedicate their food to Buddha in order to get money, and also uh, Mexican restaurants that might consecrate um, their food to a saint. Is that okay to eat or or not? Okay. Now, if you see them praying over that food and they're watching you, then you are not supposed to eat that food. Okay. That's because they dedicated to their thing. But if we don't see that, then it's all right for us to pray over our food. Make sure we pray over our food, and then we can eat. Okay. But if they have, like, an idol of Mary in the restaurant, like a big painting of Mary in the restaurant, um, does that mean don't do that because they've given the restaurant over to Mary? Well, it's like this. If you don't see them praying specifically to Mary and them watching you, to see if you will eat of that or accept their God, then you refuse it. But okay. if you don't see them praying specifically over that or them watching you to see, then it's all right for you to pray and go ahead and eat. Okay. All right, that answers my question. All right, glad to hear from you. I saw your picture. Uh, Which one? The one that you had uh in... On your on the what is that Facebook? That I hardly ever oh, look yeah. at Facebook. Yeah, I saved so, my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, I never. Uh, it was because I was getting I went into a manic state and started ripping at it, and uh-huh. so I saved it to keep me from ripping it. But I understand. We're doing good today, so. Amen. Hey, remind me, I was supposed to be coming down to Atlanta, but I had to cancel. Oh, yeah. So okay. I, I won't I won't be there on the second, so it'll probably be about the twenty third or the last day of the month. 
Okay, I'll keep track of the emails and everything. Okay. Well, you have a blessed Bye. day, and I'll talk to you later. You too. Bye. All right. Uh, anybody else out there that want to ask the question? All right, then. I don't, see, I don't see any more hands, so. Okay. Because as you call in, it helps other people, too. Not only do you get the answer or a question, it might be somebody else thinking the same thing. And some people think, well, that's foolish for me to ask that question. No, there is no such thing as a foolish question, especially when we're talking about eternity. All right. Let's go back to Romans, the second chapter and the 12th verse. For it says this, for as many as sin without the law shall also perish without the law. And as many that have sin in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearer of the law are just before God, but the doer of the law shall be just. And let's see, for when a Gentile which have not the law do by nature, the things contained in the law. These have not the law or a law unto themselves, which shows the work of the law written in their heart, uh, conscious also bearing witness, and their thoughts that the means are uh, uh, which, while accusing or excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secret of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel of prophecy, Behold, thou art called a Jew, and retest in the law, and maketh boast of God, and knoweth his will, and approve these things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law, or, or, and art thou confident that thyself are a guide to the blind, a light, light which means understanding, a understanding of them which that are in darkness are confused, Darkness is another word for confusion. That's why it says meditate in the word day and night. That means when you understand and when you don't understand. I told you God hides things, and you have to you have to understand what uh, word is being used that you may understand what is being written. All right, and an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which thou have a form of knowledge and of the truth. Of, in the law, therefore, which teaches another, teaches thou not thyself. Thou preachest a man should not steal, does thou steal? Thou sayest to a man should not commit adultery, does thou commit adultery? That that thou that abhorrest idols, do you not commit sacrilege? Now let me stop and re- give you an understanding what that was talking about. You have preachers that tell you right now, if you don't accept Jesus. You're on your way to hell. But that's not what the Bible teaches. It says if you don't have a chance to know about Jesus, but you do that thing that is right in your heart, which is by your good conscience, you can still be saved. Because that becomes a law unto you. Everybody ain't heard the gospel. Everybody's not going to hear about Jesus. But there are people that will do good and not even heard about the Lord, the Lord, and that's going to be how they're going to be judged. God is a fair judge. 
But see, you don't hear preachers preach. But if they don't know Jesus, they're on their way to hell. That's not what the Bible teach. That's why we have to search this thing carefully and preach it correctly. Because it just said, here you judge a person, you condemn a person, you say this about a person, and you still doing the same thing yourself. You're the one's going to be judged. But whatever you judge, that's what's going to be judged back to you. But those that are spiritual, that's a different story. Those that have the mind of Christ, they're going to see things differently. Just like Jesus said, uh, I didn't come to judge you. He said, if somebody else is going to judge you, but I didn't come to judge you. But if I judge you, my judgment would be correct. Because he ain't thinking like the world does. He's thinking about what does the word say and how does the word operate in us. And the word operates in us by good thoughts, good deeds. Doing the things that are right in God's eyesight, even if you don't know God. But you can look at nature and know there's got to be somebody out there. There's got to be somebody that's in charge. Somebody's doing everything. And understand, that's God to them. But once they learn of Jesus, then they have a choice. Either accept him or reject him. If you accept him, you don't have to do those 613 laws. You don't have to do, you know, according to what you feel is right, but know what is right and do those things. And those things, and, and I'm going to tell you something else that most preachers don't know about. For every soul that is saved, it is unto God as a universe. So every soul that is lost is like a universe to him. That's why he didn't make no one planet. But by the declaration of looking out in the universe, we understand there's trillions and billions and more than that of stars. Well, there's that many souls. There's that many souls that'll be here on this earth and coming still. All right. Well, let's keep on going here. It says, uh, the 23rd, thou makest thy boast in the Lord through breaking the law dishonors thy God. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. As it is written, what does that mean? Prophecy. For circumcised, verily, uh, prophets, if thou keep the law. But if thou art a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcised. If, therefore, if it's uncircumcision, keep the law. In other words, they don't have a covenant with God. They don't know nothing about it. They're not Jews shall not their uncircumcised be counted for a circumcision? That's why with Mo, uh, Abraham, he was counted as a friend of God. And he, because he obeyed God, it was counted for righteousness for him. All right? So this is why you need to show people when they always want to judge somebody, well, they're not, if they're not uh, of, uh, of Jesus Christ, they're going to hell and stuff. Read what the word says and get an understanding for yourself. It says, uh, the 26th, therefore, if it's the uncircumcised keeps the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcised be counted as, righteous, uh, as circumcision or righteousness? And shall not the uncircumcised, which is by nature, if he fulfills the law, judge thee by whom the law and circumcision does transgress the law? If he's not a Jew, which he ain't. We are Gentiles, which is one outwardly, neither is circumstances, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. 
See, Judaism is not uh, a race. It's about what do you believe. And what is your belief is that there's one God and he's a righteous God. That's why we call him a good God. And that what we learn by uh, the laws that we read, that if a person is not a Jew, but do that what is right and have an understanding what that means, then they will be saved. Now look at that 29. It says, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly and circumcised, that is that of the heart in the spirit. And what it means in the spirit, the word spirit there means understanding. And the word heart means mind. So read that again. It says, circumcision is that one of the mind and in the understanding and not in the letter whose praise is not of men, but of God. In other words, not in the letter of the law. The letter killeth, but the spirit gives it life. What does spirit mean? Understanding gives you knowledge, and knowledge is give you life. I'm trying to tell you, when you let the Bible interpret itself instead of you interpret it, it makes a big difference. And as I tell people, if you don't agree with me, go search the scriptures for yourself. And then call me back and say, look, you're wrong. But I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> I used to spend 14 hours in the library studying the word of God. And the only reason, because I love God more than I love myself. And I didn't want to condemn people running around taking the, the letter of the law, the letter of the law, the letter of the law says this, the letter of the law says that. But again, understanding, what does it say? See, because as I told you, the Bible interprets itself. If you look unto Ephesians, where it says, be not... Uh, uh, be filled, be not filled with wine unto excess, but be be filled with the spirit. Well, most people think that means drinking alcohol. No, the word wine also means uh, the word. So don't be so legalistic that you're that you're uh, condemning everything, and the Holy Spirit is not condemning. According to Romans the eighth chapter. It says, therefore, note there is no more condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Those that walk in the spirit are in the understanding. That's why it says those that are spiritual, judges all things, those are, who are understanding, they understand what, what God is hiding, what God is telling us to fight for it, to do what is right. Do what is right. Amen. All right. Well, we done did Romans one and two today. Has anybody got any questions? Because like I tell you, I don't want to read it all for you. You're supposed to uh, study this thing for yourself and see if I'm telling you what's right. That's why I tell people, be like the Bereans. Check, look it up for yourself and, and make sure that you have an understanding. With all you're getting, get an understanding. So has anybody else got their hands up? No hands up so far. Okay. Um, you know what I was thinking? I've I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and and it's just not in in Christianity. It's even you know everywhere is that we have forgotten how to listen to people with grace. There's no grace Mm -hmm. in the listening anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. and even if you look at the law. And, you know, in the Old Testament, if you really, really look, there is a 
spirit behind the law. There's an intent that is not mm-hmm. legalistic. So, you know, I just finished watching The Pilgrim's Progress. I highly recommend that movie. Revelation Media has it. Hey, it's a good movie. And one of I, his I, I, trials, I have you seen that one? Yeah, I, the one I looked at was the one by John Hagee, and that was really good. Oh, this this was good. This was that 3D animation. I'm still oh. amazed at that. I know. But I liked where they had the pilgrim go to legalism. And they had this great big rock mountain. And it was like rules were coming up like gravestones, you know. And it just brought the image up. This, this legality we get into is, is spirit killing, mm-hmm. you know. But it was, but it was, you know, along the pilgrim's road, so he had to get through it. Yeah, but it was and so. Mhm. I was thinking about when he had to run into Mister Worldly Wise. So the world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mr. Worldly Wise, they always got their opinion. And as I say, you're supposed to stay on the road. That's what the evangelist tried to tell him. Stay on the road. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm going to have to go get that again. I'd like for my church to see it. I don't think most people have ever seen that movie, Pilgrim's Progress. Oh, goodness. I can send you a link, but I didn't buy the movie, so... I can send it to uh-huh. you as I sent it to my grandbabies, you know. Okay. Yeah, if you do that, and I'll send it out to them and then let them see it on their own. But it was, so I did cry, especially when he, was, when he was going up to the cross and that big burden fell off his back. I cried. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. That's well, a good one for you. Because the one that wrote it was John Bunyan, I believe, uh, Bunyan or something like that, and he he wrote it while he was Bunyan, in jail yep. and being persecuted, while he was being persecuted for his preaching the gospel. And yet, and still, he did not get out; he died. But that book that he wrote has went all around the world in different uh, dialects and stuff. Yeah, uh, I think it was like in the eighteen hundreds. Am I? Remembering the date, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. But, yeah, yeah it was awesome. I never got yeah. around to, to reading the book, you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't. But to see it in the movie was so good. And and like I said, that 3D, what do they call that, graphics? Is that graphics? It's not human beings that are playing it. It's like cartoon characters, yeah. but they look human. It's really amazing. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, talk to one of those, those techie people out there that knows about those things. I think it's called animation, but I could be wrong. But yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up so I can really look that thing up. And like I tell people, study the word for yourself. Don't have somebody else read it for you and give you an interpretation. Unless they can show you uh, script, uh, verse by verse, precept by precept, here a little, there a little, showing you how these things flow together. If one of any one of them is out of place or, or contradicts itself, 
that means that person did not did not see the truth and need to go back and search again. Because the Bible is it's like water. If you push the water in one direction, it'll keep right on going. Everything will flow. If you put something in there, then it will ripple the, the water, and that's what makes it change direction and may go up against each other. All right. Well, if nobody else, I guess we'll keep on going here. So there's uh, the third chapter of Romans. As I say, this is a real good book. It, it shows about the prophecies and everything and about how we should set ourselves up. Even nature knows how to set itself up. They know the difference between what is good and what is bad, what is evil and stuff. And we, as a higher uh, creature, has has a, a thing called the conscience. And that's what separates us from the animals. But yet still, I have seen some animals that have conscience more than human beings do. All right, let's go to chapter 3. What advantage then that, uh, has the Jews, or what it profits is there a circumcision? Much in every way, chiefly because unto them were committed the oracles or the laws of God. In other words, how to understand it. The Jews are the ones who had it first. And then it says, for what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, and let every man be a liar, as is written, thou, that thou mightest be justified in thy sins, and might overcome when thou art judged. Remember what I was talking about? You were going to give account for every idle word. The Bible just ties things and says it in a different way, but it brings it over and over again. This is what God is doing. But if thou unrighteousness of the uh, righteous God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous? Who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid. For then shall how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God has more abound through my life unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner, or rather as a slanderer reporting, and some affirm that says, Let us do evil, that good may come whose damnation is just. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have for uh, been for before approved both Jews and Gentiles, and they are all under sin. Come on back here again for prophecy as it is written. There is none righteous, no, not one. That came out of the Old Testament songs. 14, verse 1 through 3. There is none that understands, there's knowledge, there is none that seeketh after the word of God. They all have gone their own ways, thinking the way they want to think. They have all together became unprofitable. In other words, they didn't bring forth no fruit, which is love, joy, peace, long suffering, and all that. There is none that does good. No, not one. This is all Old Testament. Their throats are the open scepter, and their tongues, they have used deceit. The poisons of ass are under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness, Psalm 10. Their feet are swift to shed blood, destruction and misery are in their way, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God or the word 
before their eyes. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you, the, is what Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and trying to warn them, and not only them, but he was warning future generations that, you know, here they're going to try to lean to their own understanding and knowledge, instead of acknowledge God in all his ways, and he shall direct your path. He said his ways are not our ways, neither his thoughts are thoughts. That's where you got to really buckle down, read the word, and then put it to use. Don't be a hearer of the word only, but be a doer. It says, now we know, 19th verse, now we know that what things uh, the law says, it is said to them that are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all world may become guilty before God. In other words, uh, our words are going to either condemn us or set us free. This is why you should be careful about what you say. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't agree with that. Search for yourself. Don't just come out of the top of your head that I don't believe. Look, look for yourself. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. If we didn't have no law, we wouldn't know what sin is. But because of, of uh, what happened, law came in, then we learned what sin was. All right? But now the righteousness of God is without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law of the prophets. Every righteousness of God, which is by faith or trust in Jesus Christ or the word, that's another word, or for the word of God, which is Jesus Christ, unto all that are upon them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In other words, everybody who has ever tried to live the holy life has tripped at one time or another. But you ain't got to continuously trip. You ain't got to continuously be in the mud. If I fall in the mud, I get up out of the mud. We're not pigs. We don't have to waddle in the mud. We can get out of there and take a shower, wash ourselves off. And the same thing with sin. Yes, there's some people out there right now, and I'll, I'll just put it out there because I deal with people all the time. There's some people that cannot stand, cannot stop sinning. That's because they don't say they can't. If you say you can't stop sinning something, then you won't be able to stop. But if you make up your mind, I'm going to stop this sin. One of the main things out there, masturbation. People say, well, I got to relieve myself. No, you don't. Mm -mm. If you got to relieve yourself, go get a wife or get a husband. Well, I can't find a good man or a good woman. Pray and God will lead you to the one that you need to be with. But I'm telling you, without prayer, I've been to the one that... (laughs) that you didn't need to be with. But I'm trying to tell you, all of us is messed up. But the more we learn, the more we we held accountable. And the more we held accountable and change, the better we be. I'm trying to tell you, it's good to wake up sometimes and realize, Lord, I haven't did anything wrong tonight. But I'm getting ready to get up out of the bed. <laughs> but think, you can get, do more than that. Get up out of the bed and don't have to do what's wrong if you make up your mind. All right. There's a being uh, 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You notice it didn't say Jesus Christ now. Remember, I told you when it says Jesus Christ, it's earth to heaven. When you're saying uh, what Jesus is doing from heaven to earth, and that's why it's called Christ Jesus. 
whom God has sent forth by his appropriation through faith in his blood. His blood means his life. They declare his righteousness for the remission of sin that are past through the forbearance of God, which is the word. To declare, I said at this time of his righteousness that he might be just, just and be the justifier of them which believe in Jesus. Where is boasting then? Is it exclusive by the, the law or works? Nay, but by the law of faith. In other words, no man or woman can say, oh, I, I did this all by myself. I came, or the other word I hear, well, when I get straight with God, then I'm coming to church. Listen, then you're self-righteous. You need to let God help you come on now to get to a church that's preaching and teaching the word of God with power. You got churches out there preaching and teaching, but they have no power. How do you know? Look for uh, blind eyes to be open, deaf ears to be open, people being resurrected from the dead, stuff like that. Signs, wonders, and miracles. That's why I named this program, Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. There are churches out there that's doing this. Find them that is not looking for your money, but they're trying to look for what God is doing, not trying to uh, put you into a, a bondage under their roof or a cult or being set free by the liberty of God. Well, he said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We're redeemed from the law of sin and death. If, if, if the Holy Spirit is in you and you walk according to the word it says. You know, Galatians uh, 19 talks about the works of the flesh. And it talks about fornication, witchcraft, and all that. And then if you uh, get to uh, the 20th verse, it says the, the, the fruit of the spirit is love. And then it goes joy, peace, and all the rest of them. So choose with you this day. Which one will you serve? Do you want to serve the, the world or do you want to serve God? Which is he's in the spirit. Those that are going to serve God, they have to serve him in the spirit and in truth. All right. Yes, Lord. Let's keep on going here. Well, they say this, that there's nothing but God if you understand what's true. The truth is God wants us to to work or he'll want to work with us to become the children of God. He wants us to be set in his image of his son, in his glory. So, so that, that when everybody else will be judged, we'll be judged innocent and that we'll hear Enter into the joy of the Lord, my good and faithful servant. All right, let's see here. Let's go down to 19. It says, now we know that these things, whatever the law said, is said to them who are under the law, and every mouth should be stopped. In other words, learn the truth so you will not be guilty that God will be able to say you're innocent. Because if God be before you, who can be against you? Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for the, by the law is the knowledge of sin. So the more you learn, the more you go back and restudy. That's why I went backwards here. So the more you learn, the more you need to go back and reread again until it becomes a part of you. That it, it, You can see the difference between when it says Jesus Christ and Christ Jesus. Have an understanding of what God asked of us that we can't boast in the law because we done did this and we done did it. No, it is 
through the grace of God that he let us live long enough to repent and to turn from our wickedness, to be justified by trust or by faith in what God says. The 29th verse says, is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing there is one God which justified the circumcised by faith and uncircumcised through faith. We all say by faith. When they talk about there's no male, female, uh, bonders, or free, uh, Jew, and all that, it's talking about salvation. And a lot of people have misquoted the scriptures, talking about, well, God is doing a new thing now, and he wants us to do this and do that. And I'll give you an example. There's no such thing as a woman pastoring over men. Women are supposed to pastor over women. Men are supposed to pastor over men. The family is supposed to be a man and a wife working together according to the matrimony of what God has set up. We're here to please God, not to please ourselves. That's where we mess up. We forgot that God created us and we didn't create him. A lot of people think that uh, God is here so he can rub the, the jar and say, oh, God, you're my genie. Give me what I need. Uh-uh. God is here telling us, I want to change you into the image of my dear son. I'm putting you through school. Learn what it means and obey it. All right. I don't care what everybody else is doing or what everybody else believes in and stuff. I'm trying to tell you, the more you walk with the Lord, the more you see the injustice of this world. You'll see that things are not just, but you'll see the blood sacrifices that's going on all the time, that there's witches and warlocks that are real and that they're trying to take over this world, but they do not understand that Satan is not going to win. Jesus is the winner. Jesus is the one who's going to have full control. Yes, I'm telling you, Jesus, through the faith that we believe, is going to reveal himself to us. And as I tell anybody, the Bible says that he will manifest himself at least once in our life. All right. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All right. As I said, I keep giving you a chance to call in and ask anything you want. And, and if, if it's against you, that's what you really need to call in. <laughs> you have to call in so you, you can understand that you're not being condemned, but being changed. God wants you to know the truth. He's not trying to hit you and send you to hell. He wants you to know the truth, that you can be delivered from doing sin that you can be made into what they call a saint. The Bible says, as becoming saints. So that means you weren't a saint when you started, but you can end up as one as you obey the word of God. One of the things I like about uh, Romans, in fact, we'll skip to Romans 8, because I never know what the Lord's going to take me to. Let's look at Romans 8, where it says, therefore, there is therefore no more, no no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. You know, it doesn't say Jesus Christ. Who walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And as I told you, with Hebrew words, it can be 10 different words at the same time. And doing most of it, it usually when it says spirit, it's talking about after the understanding. So there, let's look at it again. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, the anointed word who walks not after the flesh, but after the understanding. For the law of the understanding of life is in the, uh, the anointed word, which has made us free from the law of sin and death. 
For what the law could not do, that in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin and condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of all of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the understanding, not the way the world thinks. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnal-minded is death, but to be spiritual-minded is life and peace. That's why you said I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Well, the abundance means peace. There is no amount of money that you can ever pay to, to replace the word called peace in your life. If everything is peaceful, I guarantee you give away all your money just to have that peace and never let it go. All right. Seventh verse. Because the carnal mind is enemy against God, which is the word, and it is not subject to the law of God, neither it indeed can it be, because it is of the flesh. It's of this world. God is a spirit. We need to operate God with God in spirit and in truth. And then they are the flesh, cannot please God. But you are not of the flesh, but of the understanding. See, I changed that. Understanding. And so be that the understanding of God dwells in you and in your mind, you thinking, your understanding, the mind of Christ. Now, if any man has not the understanding of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit or the understanding of life is life because of righteousness. You do what is right. The spirit becomes stronger in you. It gives you understanding and knowledge, and the more you will change. But if the spirit or the understanding of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raises up Christ back up in heaven from the death shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you because of the understanding, because of the, the supernatural, supernatural understanding. The more you have, the more power you have. Power is what you're going to need to be resurrected. Knowledge is power. Therefore, brethren, we are not dead, not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many are led by the Spirit or the understanding of God, which is the word, those that live and are led by the understanding of the word, they are the sons of God. In other words, you are the disciples of the word. For you have not received the uh, spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. If you look at that, even in the English, you'll see, say, A-B-B-A, which is the first two letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Aleph, Bet, Bet, Aleph. And that's what we consider father. In other words, everything comes from the head. And the head is the father. And then through the son, through the Holy Spirit, that's where you get thought, speech, and action. Or uh, plant or vibration, frequency, and noise. Everything. The Bible really does interpret itself and it's right there. But you have to spend time with God so he can reveal it to you. If he doesn't reveal it to you, you got a, a, a blind is on and you not understand the truth. Okay, the 16th verse. The spirit itself 
bears witness to our spirit. God's understanding to our spirits that we are, are the children of God. And because of that, we have a different way of looking at things. We are elevated in our mind. If And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, so that we, so uh, if so we be, that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. In other words, be ready to suffer because this is not our world. This world belongs to Satan. He is the God of this world. And because he is the God of this world, we are trespassing through. We're pilgrims. We don't live here. This is not our home. He stole it from Adam and Eve, <laughs> but we're going to win it back through the a sacrifice of a, of a righteous lamb, which was Jesus. He's redeeming us back the way he's going to control this world at the end of 6,000 years, which is coming up soon. And when that comes, then Jesus will rule and reign from Jerusalem. And those that are saints that have been made themselves ready, will be changed in a twinkling of an eye, faster than you can bat your eye, we'll have a new body. And that we will not be under the condemn of the second death, but we will rule and reign along with Jesus Christ. And those things that we see now that uh, is, is in the darkness because it's in the invisible world, we'll be able to see clearly and we'll be able to understand clearly. At that time, we'll not be speaking mouth to mouth, but it'll be speaking mind to mind. And that as Jesus uh, rules and reigns from Jerusalem and gives us power over other nations and stuff, we're there so that they can learn how to live holy lives. But they they're, if we make past the first death, we don't get nothing to worry about. All we have to do is get our rewards, either uh, lose some or we'll gain some. But as I say, it's still a reward. It's better than going to hell. All right. Oh. So let's keep on going here. It says, um, let's go to the... We have, uh, we have a caller. We have a caller. Okay. Go ahead. Area code seven six zero. Your mic is open. All right. Hey, hello. How are y'all doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Apostle Vivian, this is Donnie. Just want to say hello and uh been listening to uh your message tonight and it's really blessing me. So just didn't I didn't have a question, just wanted to give that comment. Well, I'm glad. Uh Tell them where your church is so that people may, if they're in the Atlanta area, they may come by to see you. Oh, well, bless you. Uh, my name is Don Williams. I'm a pastor, uh, and uh, we do inner healing and deliverance. Our address is 3125 Presidential Parkway there in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we meet every Tuesday night. We have services there. We also do private appointments. And... Um, and I'm just excited to be a, a child of God, to be serving the Most High God, and this is a, is a privilege and an honor to 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 know our gracious Lord. He's an awesome God. Amen. You didn't tell him the name of your church. Liberation Freedom Ministry. I'm sorry, I thought I did. Liberation That's Freedom right. Ministry. I'm telling you, it's a good anyway, church. I, every time I'm down there, I have to go visit them. 
Yes, yes. Go ahead, you are such a blessing. You're such a blessing to us. And uh, we're looking forward to the next time you come down. I was trying to call you earlier to let you know I'm thinking about uh, the 23rd or the 30th, whichever one would be better. Okay. So you call me back and let me know. I will, sir. But, Praise the Lord. Okay. Yeah, I hated to, I had to cancel this time, but as I said, I did, I did not know it was a holiday. <laughs> oh, I understand. No worries. No worries. We'll get you next time. Praise the Lord. Okay. Well, you right. got anything to say to... about your church and the miracles or anything? Uh, we actually just got back from Los Angeles and we ministered to a, a lot of people there and and uh, one thing I've noticed that there was just a uh, a great amount of people doing witchcraft against one another, and it's just really sad. We're living in some really dark times, and and uh, and it's starting. Uh, we're seeing it that is you have a lot of young kids that are dabbling with that stuff, and it's really really uh, sad. Um, I think kids need to be more educated to. To not uh, go in areas that like that and dabble in that kind of stuff because it does open the door. So we're having kids coming into our ministry and they're experiencing supernatural things that are not good. So, so we're praying and ministering to them. So I guess uh, a lot of that stuff is in the schools now. So we just have to pray for our children. And um, I hear you. And, uh, does any case Jesus. stand out recently that you you've been through? Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> there was a lady that was playing this. I don't know if you ever heard of this game called Eight Ball, uh, where they would no. just roll this ball around. They roll this ball around, and wherever it stops, uh, uh, apparently there was a certain. It's like a. It's like a, a Ouija board. A certain letter will appear, and uh-huh. then uh, yeah, and then uh, anyway, it's just all witchcraft, and so that game opens the door for spiritual wickedness to happen and there's other games out there that are people just need to be aware that it's very dangerous to 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 get involved in things like that it, it uh-huh. and we're just seeing a lot of it in our ministry so we're we're ministering and praying for people uh and uh but the word needs to get out that oh, um, man. yeah you can't Get involved in that type of thing, and I and I like to see the church teach more of that. You know, just teach, yeah. you know, more against that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but, Have you noticed that they're even teaching witchcraft one hundred and one in government places now? No, sir, I have not noticed that. Yep, in fact, about uh, some people here in Kansas City, they went to their job, they work for the government. And there was a big old sign out there uh, in the in the building talking about if you want to learn witchcraft, you can come to our class, Witchcraft 101. Oh, my goodness. Uh, like I said, we're living in dark times, so. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here on this broadcast, so we can get people to understand, just like that, about the, that ball you just said. Now, mother, father. You should be watching your children. If they're playing with these things, then you need to step up to the plate and say, look, this is wrong. And that I, I may not know everything, but I know some things, and I don't want you to 
to be deceived and then let them know. You need to study to find out what it is because Bible, the Bible says, uh, study to show yourself approved under God that a workman that need not be ashamed but rightly know the word of truth. And because of that, we haven't stood, you know, a lot of people have not stood up. That's why they kicked God out of church. They kicked God out of school. They kicked God just about everywhere except where he's supposed to be, kicked them out. But God's going to come back full strong, and he's going to have men and women, the children of God, going to be manifested. Well, Amen. Brother Danny, I'm so glad to hear from you. And as I said, if you'll take those two dates, uh, either the, uh, I think it's the 23rd, which is a Monday, or the 30th, which is uh, a Monday. Maybe I, I, I already looked at the tickets. I can get either one of them. 23rd or 30th. Well, okay. Hey, man, we'll definitely talk about that offline. So thank you, sir. Okay. Well, that's good. And so, God bless you. Uh, you got any other any comments you want to make before you get off? No, sir. I just enjoyed uh, listening to uh, It's refreshing to hear the word of God and, um, and uh, so I was just sitting back and listening. So thank you for allowing the Lord to, to work through you. Well, thank you, brother, for calling in and giving us uh, information so we can battle the, the enemy. Because he's Amen. really setting up his stuff. They be The witches and stuff, sometimes they study 12 and 14 hours a day. And we complain, mm-hmm. not we, but some of the church people complain when they stay in church for more than two hours. That's right. <laughs> it is. That's right. Wow. Well, like I said, we we just have to just get you know let people know that there's just there's a darkness out there, and uh, we definitely as saints have to stay in the light and be aware that the enemy will throw all kind of tactics out there to try to pull you in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just need discernment. So we just need to pray. The Lord will give us all discernment and wisdom. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, thank you, man of God, and God bless you. We'll, we'll be talking. Thank you, you, man of God. Glad to hear thank you. you. Thank all you. Right. God bless. God bless. Now, I don't know about y'all, but a lot of things I've been learning or been running into lately is people are starting to have Alzheimer's and dementia, losing short-term memories and stuff sickness in the bodies more than we've had. As I've always said, they're putting stuff in our food. They're putting stuff in our water. They're putting stuff in the air. That's to destroy you because the uh, Illuminati is real. They had this thing down in uh, the Georgia uh, Guidestones, which says that we cannot control more than 500 million people. So that means 7.5 billion people have got to die. And they ain't worried about people. They just want to be able to control the world. And people just don't want to believe. Well, that's, that's just like Satan's biggest trip, making people believe that he doesn't exist. But he does exist. He is our enemy. And because of that, we got to put on the whole armor of every day that we'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil or the tricks of the devil. So as I tell people, study to show yourself approved that you'll be able to see the things that Satan is throwing at us and that how we can fight back. We don't have to sit on the ground. We don't have to be no mat that he can walk over the top of us, but we have power and authority 
to speak things to, into existence that we can fight against the enemy. Well, that's as Paul says, you know, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. People are not the problem. Get your eyes off the people, but get your eyes on what we're really fighting when it says principalities, powers, wicked rulers of the darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, but they have, uh, you know, that word places is in parentheses. But if you take that out, it says in the heavenlies. We're fighting things that are in the heavenlies. So, yes, Satan is the God of this world right now. He's the prince of the air. But as we learn the word, as we study to show ourselves that God lives in us, that greater is he who's in us, the devil's supposed to run from us. And as we start to let the Holy Spirit take control and us not trying to control the Holy Spirit, then we will see power, authority, and wisdom moving through us and that we will control those things that we have to fight. In other words, the devil ain't supposed to be controlling us. We're supposed to control him. He ain't supposed to tell us what to do. We're supposed to tell him what to do. And the first thing I tell him to do, you better run, devil. You better run. Because the war is on. I ain't, I didn't come in here to play. I didn't come in here to get whooped. I came to whoop. I'm the one. Jesus gave me the belt. He didn't give you the belt against us. He gave us the belt. But if we don't have knowledge of that, then we get whooped. But if we have our if we have knowledge, then we're able to whoop the devil. All right. Now we got about Three or four more minutes. Does anybody else out there have any comments or any questions you want to ask? You there, Dorothy? Yeah, I would. Oh, someone just. Wait a minute. Now I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> a hand just went up, area code 404. I would like to, um, area code 404, your mic is open, but I would just like to ask everyone to bind the spirits behind Monsanto and Bayer and and let's get this glyphosate out of our food supply. That is leading mm-hmm. to a lot of this autoimmune diseases. And and big farmers already starting to fall, people. You see the great big lawsuits against them for the opioid crisis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pray, bind, loose the good angels, science angels, to get to figure out a way to a way to get rid of this glyphosate. Go ahead, area code four oh four. What's your question? Excuse me, that thank you, that was a good comment. Apostle Vivian, good evening, sir. Hey, Brother Mark, how you doing? I'm blessed, thank you, thank you. Uh, I know you're wrapping it up, and I uh, this is a question I have. I'm studying judges now. I know it's not along the lines of what you've been talking about today, but uh, after uh, Samson kills the lion, he goes back, and he sees honey in the lion's carcass, and he dips the honey. Uh, get some of the honey and he gives some to his parents. And I've been doing a lot of reading on the significance of that. And I just want to get your opinion on it. I, I'm 
I'm thinking that as a Nazarite, he wasn't supposed to uh, touch a dead body or touch a carcass, even of an animal, and that the enemy placed that there uh, to have him focus on that. Uh, and again, just to introduce sin, as I was, you know, teaching in Bible study, sometimes the, the devil is not always um, uh, overt. He's covert at some of the things he does, and the idea is to get you to taste a little sin and get used to it. I just want to get your opinion. I know you're about to wrap it up, but I did a lot of research on there's a lot of direction that's going on. I just want to think, see what you had to say about that. Okay. Well, one of the things is that, uh, as I tell people, study the extra biblical stuff because it will give you a history behind something, especially uh, Jewish history. And uh, as you, if you notice, the how he knew not to eat that honey from a dead course, but he did it anyway. So a lot of times, Samson, who represents us, that's another word, representing us, are rebellious. We are we're always looking for a legal loophole. We're always looking to do what we want to do instead of what God told us to do. So as I said, with, uh, that also set up another uh, synopsis about the, uh, he told me if they could answer his uh, his riddle, then he would give them a certain amount of stuff, and if they couldn't, then they had to give him. But what happened? The same thing that happened with him and uh, Delilah. He got tricked by his wife because she was of those people. Learned the, uh, the riddle, understood, and so Samson had to go out and give him all the uh, I believe it was Foxtails. It's been a while since I read it. And mm-hmm. uh, he was mad. And that's why he left his wife. So that's why we, as the children of God, always got to look out. Satan is always walking around seeking whom he may devour. All right. Do you have any yeah, other I'm, comments on that? No, okay. thank you. I just figured it was like a it was a trap to me. I thought it was just uh, a setup. So I appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you. All right. Well, tell the wife I say hello. Yeah, we'll do it. Good evening. And if, if you heard, I said I'm gonna try to get there on either the 23rd or the 30th. Okay, we're looking for next month. Okay. We're good. We'll, All right. Thank you, sir. All right. God bless. All, All right, right, Dorothy. Yes. Yeah, let's pray for the people. I'm here. And see, I'm saying you want to go ahead and pray for the people, and then we'll go ahead and dismiss. All right. Let's see. Um, Father, dear, I ask that you grant the people discernment and wisdom in these precarious times. Teach us how to walk when people and how to eat when when the evil one is trying to poison us. Our food supply is poisoned. You've been leading me to study all the natural healing that you have already given us in herbs. Please. Teach the people that, that you have given us all we need to live properly. 
and give them ears to hear and eyes to see and let these programs be a blessing to all of them in Jesus name Amen 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 Well until two weeks from now next not next Wednesday but the Wednesday after that I never know what the Lord's going to show me to teach on but the main thing is it's always combat we're at war don't get so relaxed that the devil whooped you and your family, but become on guard, stay vigilant so that you'll be able to defeat our enemy, the the lion, which is of the kingdom of darkness, with the kingdom of light, the lion that's in us, the lion of Judah, the power and the Holy Ghost, that we'll be able to be victorious in these last and evil days. Well, until that time, you be blessed, Dorothy, and I thank you again for letting me be on the broadcast, and hopefully one day we'll see each other. That'd be nice, hopefully before we get to heaven. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Yep. So did that prayer make sense about the poisoning? Yes, yes, yes. As I say, well, we need to find out some way of, you know, it's still be in the book of Psalms, what weapons we can use against that. Because, like, one of the things is, you know, the Bible says, according to Mark, the 16th chapter, if we eat anything deadly or drink anything deadly, they will not harm us. But see, if we don't know what we're praying about or how to pray, that's how it harms us. And if we're not vigilant and knowing that we're under attack, we'll miss it. Right. I mean, it is a, so it's a huge attack. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing so many people there having trouble with their memory. So many. Short term memory, they can't even they can't even look at a thing and remember five seconds after you've seen it or five seconds after you heard something. So I know it's chemical. Yes, it is chemical, and what happens is this glyphosate is all in our grains. You know, they spray the grains down. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to this book now, No Grain, No Pain. He just thinks everything is grain, but I think it's more the glyphosate, because if you look at the chemistry of the glyphosate, it does set up inflammation. And once, Mm -hmm. you know, the body goes into chronic fight or flight physically and then over time it just it it affects so many things the brain the gut i mean definitely everybody should be on digestive enzymes to try and get their gut in order and the processed foods garbage yep so i'm telling you anyway you know they got this new food out uh have you tried it yet the hamburger from uh, burger king I am not eating that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I heard about that. Yes. You know, everybody's talking about the same thing, and now you you don't turn something down until you try it. Not out, if you know what's in it. Sometimes, you know. Well, and beans. you know what they've been telling us for years about a proper diet like don't touch the fat it'll make you fat well you know what there's such a thing as 
fat-soluble vitamins and minerals, so you need the fat to be able to absorb those. So if our bodies are not set up so that we can't absorb the nutrition, what's going to happen to us? We're going to get sick. I hear you. I haven't tried it yet, but I plan to, just just because I heard how well everybody's buying. I'm thinking about buying stock in it. They're making money. That might be a good. Already, that might be a good idea. Might be money to be made, but I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right. Well, you have a blessed day, you, a blessed week, and I'll talk to you later. Okay, you have a blessed evening. Good night, everyone. Okay. Thanks for coming. Good night, Pastor. Good night.